What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Kingdom and another episode of the TSK Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I am joined by my co-host, Tyler Pacholke. What's up, Tyler? How you doing, player? Hey, what's going on, Duke? Oh, uh, you know, it's, it's been a rough one. Uh, before we start, uh, be sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, at TSK Show. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash TSK show. Coming up a little later in the show, Tyler will go over his power rankings after week eight in the NFL, and then we will go over our picks of the week for week nine. We're also going to talk about what happened at the trade deadline for the NFL and a huge injury that will affect uh, a team hurting who's already hurting with uh, some major injuries. Uh, we'll also talk about what's going on in the NBA with the Cavaliers and their early season struggles. Uh, the Lakers also have a pretty big matchup coming up at Staples Center this weekend, coming on the second night of a back-to-back. First, however, we have to start with, unfortunately, the Dodgers losing to the Astros in Game 7 of the World Series Wednesday night. Uh, before we talk about the Dodgers, though, uh, I just want to personally give a tip of the cap to the Astros and their organization The two best teams in baseball has made it to the World Series this season, and the better team won. Also, after everything that city of Houston has been through over the past few months, this is something the entire city can come come together around and help be a part of the healing process after uh, Hurricane Harvey. So, shout out to Houston. Uh, Also, shout out to uh, Ben Ryder, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, of uh, Sports Illustrated, who wrote the cover story for SI back in 2014 that predicted... The Astros would win the 2017 World Series by out-moneyballing Billy Bean and the 2001 Oakland Athletics. The cover of that magazine also had uh, George Springer on the cover. Who, oh, yeah. He, uh, he won the MVP award for the World Series Wednesday yeah. night for the Houston Astros. So, I mean, that's pretty crazy. That they had three, uh, When that article came out, they had three studs that they had just drafted, uh, Springer, Correa, and Bregman. And so All three very that, vital that's pieces. Where, that's where the prediction came from, and, and fuck, great call. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shout out to Sports Illustrated. They really, I, I this whole World Series, I heard about that Sports Illustrated cover, and I was like, no, there's yeah. no way that yeah. that's going to be true three years later. Yeah. No, he he saw he saw the potential in uh, those three, and then uh, you know they had a couple other pieces, I think. But and Houston uh, went through some just, bad stretches. I mean, there were back-to-back seasons where they lost over 100 games. Yeah, no, they've been been pretty bad for a little bit now. Uh, but, yeah, you know, congrats to Houston for sure. After Hurricane Harvey, they needed it. Um, also, uh, Verlander gets his ring. Yeah, congrats to Verlander. Yeah. I've always been a yeah. huge Justin Verlander fan. Um, obviously, Kate Upton's his girlfriend <laughs> or fiance, whatever they are. Got to give him that. Yeah, he, he's a winner on and off the field, that's for sure. Uh, now to talk about probably the most devastating sports loss for me as a fan in my entire life. Uh, I want to say thank you to the Dodgers uh, and their organization and all the players for the most incredible and memorable season I've ever witnessed from a Dodgers team in my lifetime. 
uh, a band of unsung and unproven heroes was able to come together and go on the most historical run in all of baseball's history and arguably is the best Dodgers team ever assembled based off their season wins and their season statistics. I literally have goosebumps talking about this right now. This is still really hard for me. So fresh. Very fresh. Um, However, the Dodgers didn't come to play Wednesday night, and a team not coming to play in a Game 7 do-or-die elimination game is probably one of the most discomforting things for a fan to witness. Uh, I can only imagine what it feels like for the players themselves to have gone through that last night. But I'm not going to sit here and argue that Kershaw should have started the game because he shouldn't have, even though he pitched four scoreless innings in relief. We all know, especially us Dodger fans, that Kershaw uh, starting on short rest is a recipe for disaster. Uh, Now, what I will argue is why in the world Hugh Darvish was still in the game pitching to the eventual World Series MVP, George Springer. Uh, Springer had four home runs in the World Series coming up to that at bat, and he already hit a leadoff double to start the game and would eventually score on the throwing air by Cody Bellinger, making it two to nothing after one inning. Uh, there was no reason for Darvish to be in that game after it was two to nothing. They knew what he was throwing every time. Yeah, he. They they figured out. Yeah, they figured out his his pitches. And uh, Springer ends up hitting a three run home run to make it five to nothing, uh, making it his fifth home run of the World Series. Uh, if the game was two zero and then Kershaw was brought in, I think the game could have gone. Uh, a whole lot differently because I think Kershaw would have had a lot more command and I think the Dodgers hitters wouldn't have felt as much pressure to really try on the try to get on the board as quickly as possible to still make a game of it and um, but with that being said another huge contributing factor to why the Dodgers were not able to come back from a five to nothing deficit is the fact that they hit one for 13 with runners in scoring position. Yeah. And they left 10 men on base. Yeah. It, that was it. They just left too many people on base. They didn't get the runs. You're not going to wait. You're not going to win a game seven with one point. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter who's pitching. Yeah. The, I mean, the Dodgers had so many opportunities to either tie the game early when it was two to nothing after the top of the first or to begin to chip away, uh, earlier in the game when it was ultima- ultimately 5 to nothing, uh, Yes, the longest-tenured Dodger, Andre Ethier, was able to bring in one run so the Dodgers wouldn't get shut out, but the team should have had at least 10 runs on the board with the amount of missed opportunities they had. Um, it was it was really hard to watch. They're yeah. young. They're young, but... Good days ahead. I think they're going to be all right. I think both these baseball teams are going oh. to be all right. Someone had to win this series, unfortunately. Yeah. It was the two best teams in the league, and yeah. it wasn't the Dodgers' day. Fortunately, it was in L.A. That's Well, that, that's what, that's what that's, hurts the worst. Yeah, that, that's, that's got – for me, that was that's I, the toughest part to watch was just being in L.A. Yeah, I tweeted – I know in the hype. Yeah, I, t- I tweeted out uh, as soon as the third out was made, I was like, there's nothing worse than seeing another team celebrate on your home field. Yeah. Or your home court. Yeah. It's it's just awful. Hopefully the young guys, uh, you know, um, Bellinger and Seeger and Puig, you know, take that and, you know, build off of that and seeing someone else. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I, I definitely think the Dodgers will be back. But, I mean, it's it definitely sucks for a player like Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. Uh, after next year, his, his contract will have an opt-out clause. And I don't know what the Dodgers are going to do. Yeah, no, I mean, that. he's one of the greats. but And, if, and I, who knows what's going to happen. Who knows if he'll ever make it back to a World Series ever again. You never know. Ask Dan Marino. 
Yeah. Uh, I want to go back to game two uh, as well when Dave Roberts took out Rich Hill after four innings and handed the, handed the ball to, at the time, what was the best bullpen in baseball. Uh, that move began to tax the bullpen more than it needed to in a series that would ultimately go seven games. Uh, with the amount of work the bullpen had to do in game two, it made it much more difficult to get uh, two wins in Houston because I didn't really think they could win all three games in Houston. Uh, if if the bullpen didn't get taxed the way it did in game two, then maybe a game like game five doesn't become a, the slugfest it became because the Dodgers relief pitchers would have had that much more rest and would have been that much more on point. Yeah, I mean, the pitching rotation for this World Series is going to be questioned for the rest of our lives, probably. But on both sides, realistically. Yeah, yeah I mean... Even, just, even though the Astros won, their yeah, pitchers were yeah. just as depleted as the Dodgers pitchers. Yeah, the rotation seems to be under the biggest uh, microscope, and it seems like that's going to be the thing that everybody analyzes the what-ifs of. Yeah. Um, I'm also putting a lot of blame on you, Darvish, for the Dodgers losing this series. The Dodgers had the opportunity to trade for Justin Verlander, who was great in the World Series for the Astros and one of the main reasons that they eventually won the World Series. But the Dodgers chose to trade for you, Darvish, and then Verlander would later get dealt at the end of August uh, at the waiver trade deadline to Houston. But the Dodgers traded for Darvish specifically for spots like Game 3 and Game 7, and he was atrocious in Game 3 and just as bad in the most important game of the season and probably of you Darvish's life. Uh, Darvish was also touted or Darvish was always touted as an incredible pitcher with a variety of different pitches, and the Astros were all over him. Um, He's going to be a free agent now in the winter. Um, I think he definitely cost himself a lot of money on the free agent market, and I think he definitely cost himself the Dodgers wanting to resign him because if I was in charge of the Dodgers' front office, I wouldn't return any phone calls from you, Darvish, or Darvish's agent ever again because Darvish cost the Dodgers their first World Series in 29 years. Yeah, I would definitely not resign him. I mean, they 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 had they clearly had his pitches figured out, and I forget what analyst was talking about it, but they knew by his uh, windup where he was going. Yeah, apparently, time. yeah, Darvish you know, was tipping his pitches. Yeah, every and they, and they they were licking their chops, and you could tell. I mean, he didn't did he even finish three innings of no. baseball in the series? So it's like they they knew they were teeing off on him. Yeah. Um, before the game, I went to Ralph's. I bought a bottle of champagne like I did when they clinched going to the World Series. Mm-hmm. That bottle was in my refrigerator cooling all day, all night. Yeah. And now I have an unopened bottle of champagne that was <laughs> waiting to be opened once the Dodgers won. And it will sit on, sit on my desk in my room unopened until the Dodgers win another World Series. And hopefully I won't have to wait another 29 years for that to happen. No, I don't see that. I think this I think this squad gets back. They've had such a great run the last five years, and they're still pretty young. I think if the pitching is, is good, then they're going to be all right. Yeah, I think we definitely have to get Brandon Morrow under contract again for next next season. Obviously, Jansen, best reliever in all yeah, of Jansen's all of baseball. Clayton's going to be Clayton during the regular season. Hopefully, he can get past. I, I, I thought he got past his his playoff woes and the monkey off his back. But game five happened. I kind of I don't really blame Clayton for game five. Game five is really just a shit show and just an anomaly on the spectrum. Um, so I don't really put game five on Clayton Kershaw himself. Yeah. But obviously, it hurts when 
your team gives you a three-run lead after having a four-run lead and giving that up, and then coming back, Cody Bellinger hit that three-run home run to give the Dodgers that lead seven to four, but mm-hmm. then Clayton just couldn't couldn't hold it, and then obviously game five turned into probably the best World Series game ever, uh, and we all know how that ended with 13 to 12 in extra no, innings. I mean, at the end of the day, this uh, World Series, I think, will always be uh, remembered for the homers. You know, apart aside from like Dodger fans remembering it, I think everybody else will remember the home run ball. Oh yeah, series. it was just a shootout. The, I mean, in my opinion, and I mean, consider my opinion for what it's worth. I'm only 23 years old. This was the best World Series I've ever seen. The last two have been insane. I, the last two have probably been two of the best in the yeah. past 25 years. Yep. No, it's been it's been nice. I mean, uh, the. Uh, Super Bowl last year with Brady coming back was was crazy good. Yeah, I mean, you know, Cleveland and Golden State have had some good finals. North Carolina being in the finals two oh, years in yeah. a row. Yep, yeah. Uh, and, the, and men's basketball for college. Yeah. Um, no, it's been it's been good. It's good to see sports staying close. And there's no, you know, uh, the NBA is kind of the only one that's really. But at the end of the day, when those dominated. when those two teams like the Warriors and Cavs match up, you know you're going to get a dogfight every game. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see what the, if the Cavs got any fight left. But yeah, so I don't. I don't really think I can talk about the Dodgers much longer. No, uh, it's no still, need to. Still hurts. Great year for them, regardless. Yeah, I yeah, mean, didn't come out with what at, you want, but at the end of the day, there. at the end of the day, Los Angeles is a city of champions. This year will go down technically as a failure for the Dodgers. Uh, at least in my books as a fan, it's a failure since they didn't win the World Series. I know in the players and the front office's mind it was a failure because they didn't win the World Series. Highest, the highest payroll in baseball. But this this was the most incredible, incredible Dodgers season I have ever witnessed. Um, for those that don't know, I had the privilege of interning at the Dodgers broadcast partner AM570 over the summer. So I was there pretty much every day at the station with with the guys uh, during that incredible 50 game run over the summer from June to July and it's it's something I'll always remember for the rest of my life. Yeah, it was the fir- the first time the Dodgers made it to the World Series in my lifetime after not making it for 29 years prior. Um so till the day I die go Dodgers. Yep. It's been a fun season and I can't wait till spring training to see what happens next season. Yep. Now that I, you know Great season, Dodgers. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, transitioning now uh, to the NFL, what a yeah. what a week it's been for the NFL. Lots of news. Lots of news. We had the trade deadline, which wow. we'll get into in a little bit. Um, for those that don't know, Deshaun Watson tore his ACL today in practice. Mm-hmm. He will be out for the season because that injury obviously requires surgery. Yep. Um, really tough blow for Deshaun Watson, the player, the person, and then also f- the Texans as an organization. Yeah. No, because, a, I mean, they already have J.J. Watt out for the year. Now losing Deshaun Watson, who was realistically their, their only hope this, the rest their, of this they season. They lost their best player on offense and defense. Yeah. And that's, that's straight up. I mean, it's going to be tough to recover from that. Yeah. That's too bad for Watson. I mean, he's such a good player, so much fun to watch. Uh, Hopefully he bounces back and is the I'm same sure guy. I'm sure he will. He's, you know, he's that kind of guy. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he bounces back and is this, you know close to the same player he was before. Yeah, he's he's a grinder. He'll he'll be able to come back probably stronger than 
stronger than he was before and hopefully better. Yeah. So. But uh, let's let's get into these uh, power rankings. What you yeah. got for us, Tyler? Yeah, let's do it. It's crazy, uh, crazy week in the NFL. Uh, a lot of my teams did. A lot of my teams in the top ten didn't move from last week. Uh, it's fine with me. They all took care of business. Um, uh, but what's up? No, go for it. I'll, I'll right. get to it in my picks of the week. All right, I'm gonna start out with number ten. Uh, first week in my top ten, and it's uh, they've played their way into this position is Buffalo. Um, it's not a team that I'm super in love with. Uh, they're in, you know, they're in the division with the Patriots, so they're always just competing for a wild card, which yeah. is always really tough. But they definitely upgraded with Kelvin Benjamin now. Yep, traded for traded for Benjamin. Uh, got their got themselves a red zone target. Uh, hopefully, number he, one receiver overall. Yeah, hopefully he can help out, stay healthy, be on the field, be productive. You know, replace what Sammy Watkins had done for them yeah. previously. Uh, Buffalo, they got the longest playoff drought in the NFL. They haven't been in the playoffs since 99. So, you know, hopefully they can get in there. Uh, I, you know, I think they definitely have a chance to, yeah. to make that wild card spot in the AFC. No, they're, they're, uh, they definitely, I mean, right now they're, they're looking like it's going to be, they would have to, you know, collapse if, yeah, they'd have to have an epic right, collapse. right now. They only got two losses. So, I mean, I think, uh, I think they could definitely get, grab one of those, uh, wild card spots. Um, and they were the only team last week that I predicted the game wrong. They're the only team. You only got one wrong last yeah, week. Yeah, I was twelve and one last week, and wow. Buffalo was the only one that. Wow. The only one that tripped me up. So I'm not. I'm not messing it up this week. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Um, at number nine, I got down two positions from last week. Uh, come off a win against the Jets, I got the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they're okay. the only team in my top ten with three losses, uh, just because. I just believe they're still a really good football yeah. team, and I think at the end of the year they're going to end up winning that division over New Orleans. So, um, yeah, I got Atlanta at number nine. Um, number eight, speaking of our, uh, New Orleans, a five-game win streak for New Orleans. They're ki- they're killing it. Yeah, I love I love watching Drew Brees play. He's such a good player. Um, they're and they're playing great on both sides of the ball, which yeah. is anytime the Saints play good defense, they win. Yeah, and they've really figured out how to use Mark Ingram and Kamara uh, equally. Uh, equally as effectively yeah. as possible. No, and Kamara's great. I think Kamara's one of the good young pass-catching backs in the NFL, and he, and Sean Payton loves him, so he, he could be a name and face that you see in that organization for a really long time. Uh, number seven, uh, I got another team that I'm not completely in love with, but they've been playing really good football as the Minnesota Vikings. You know, Teddy Bridgewater, they, they beat Cleveland, who they should beat, but uh, – Teddy Bridgewater could come back. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to push that at all. I don't. I don't, I don't I think not. they would right now. With yeah, the way I mean it's they're been going. winning. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's kind of how I feel. That defense is just so athletic, insanely athletic defense. Kendrick, uh, Kendricks and Bars. Kendricks those two and Bars are, are beasts. And uh, uh, I also love watching Smith, Harrison Smith, play in the backfield and uh, in the secondary. He's great. So yeah, I think their defense alone keeps them in the top ten, which is which is hard to do. Yeah. Um, coming at number six, I got the guys off the bye, the Los Angeles Rams. All right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I mean, not a, nothing it's new kinda there. It's kind of hard to be knocked out of the power rankings unless something crazy happens. Yeah, and everybody took care – everybody, you know, in my top ten for the most part took care of business. So, yeah. Um, they're, they're number six this week. They were number six last week. Um, I think the Rams are, are – I'm pretty sold on them making the playoffs this year. I was – you know, I think – I mean, they're definitely going to get a win this week. 
Yeah, I, I think they're gonna uh, they're gonna roll. Yeah, no, they're gonna crush this week. <laughs> uh, had to scroll. I, I knew they had an easy one, but yeah, that's they're they're gonna crush. And uh, yeah, I think we're gonna see the uh, playoff game in L.A. Possibly that'd be tight. That'd be sick. I mean, if that I, happens, we need to make our way out there. Yeah, because I mean, I don't. You know, now it's not. You know, I think they could possibly win a playoff game. You know, their offense I mean, is so good. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my top five is the same. At number five, I got Kansas City, uh, six and two, coming off the win against Denver. They're they're uh, you know their division rival. I think they're taking care of that division. Yeah, they picked up really where they left off after that loss. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so you know, Kansas City, Alex Smith is just playing insane. I think he had his first turnover of the year last game. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like what Kansas City's doing. Um, number four, we got uh, we got Pittsburgh. Uh, coming in at six and two, they just got got beat in Detroit. I like Detroit. Um, Pittsburgh is, you know, you know, how I feel about Pittsburgh. I think they're great. I think they're going to keep. I think they're going to keep rolling. And I think at the end of the year, they're going to uh, New England and Pittsburgh are going to have the bye weeks for the first round of the playoffs. It looks like everything's leading to that. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. And, you know, um, the Martavis Bryant stuffs. Uh, it's too bad they weren't able to move him. But Juju Smith-Schuster is looking amazing. He's really come into his own. He's going to be a solid outside receiver for those guys. So it's uh, I'm excited to see what the what the Steelers do in the playoffs. Um, and then number three, I got my guys, the Seahawks, uh, coming off a big win, a shootout win against Houston. Yeah, that was Seattle. a huge win. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, that was one of the best games I've ever seen Russell Wilson play. You know, he's he's really putting the ball downfield, which we. We've missed, you know, the last couple of years. We haven't, you know, we, we throw it a decent amount, but it's not always connecting. And it, it looks like it's finally starting to connect. And our offense is, you know, starting to smooth out. So uh, who, who's going to be more of, a, more of that downfield threat now that uh, Curse is gone? Richardson or Lockett? Yeah, I mean, I think they play a certain amount of, uh, you know, similar st- uh, snaps. But so far, P. Rich has been a little bit more productive. But, I mean, I like both those guys. I think those guys are kind of a wash. Um, they're both smaller guys, but they still make the plays when yeah. you need them to. And, you know, they're making more physical catches. And what I mean by that is, you know, they're making catches in traffic with people on them. Whereas, the, you know, before, they would, if there was any contact, they, were, they weren't pulling it in. So. Yeah. And Russell's getting the ball to him. He's throw, throw, throwing a pretty ball. They've really upgraded field. that offensive line, though. Yeah, then they went and got, then they went and got the, the 10-year vet at tackle, Dwayne Brown. Um, that's going to be huge for which, us. Which you absolutely called on <laughs> last week's episode. Yeah, that was, a hope, that was a hope and a prayer. So I'm glad, <laughs> and they listened. I, hey, I'm glad, I'm glad it worked out because, you know, we could use a little help on the offensive line. And he's a veteran. He's going to bring leadership. He had a great press conference. I mean, anytime, anytime you – upgrade an offensive line and give Russell Wilson the opportunity to have more time in the pocket or more time to scramble and make a run out of out of nothing. Yeah. It's always going to be great. Yeah, and it's it's Seattle giving up uh giving up that many points and winning a game does not normally happen. So no. that that was really good to see. Even though we give gave up a ton of points from our defense, uh I'm just not worried about our defense playing uh, we picked up some great. We picked up. Uh, we got Freeney playing now. Yeah, you know, yeah, we but up they, the they were also playing a quarterback that they'd never seen before because they were playing yeah. Sean Watson. No, and Watson's and great. Watson and had been De- killing it. But I mean, I don't know if I've ever. I think Deshaun Watson or, excuse me, DeAndre Hopkins had one of the best games 
as a wide receiver against Seattle that I've seen oh, in a long yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Well, he was playing with a chip but, on his shoulder oh, because he wanted to shut the owner up. Yeah, over 200 yards receiving, you know, and then Will Fuller. Will, Will Fuller also. Came out, he had, like, he had two touchdowns, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, Fuller, Fuller and Hopkins had over, like, 330 yards combined. So, you know. See, when, when you're getting production from receivers like that, it's pretty hard to lose a ball game. But when Especially you play, against the Seahawks. Yeah, but when you play a team like the Seahawks, yeah. you could lose yeah, because yeah. they have Russell Wilson on the yeah. other side. So, it was one of those games where it came down to whoever had the ball last, and luckily uh, our guys had it because that could have changed our season a lot. Yeah. Um, but uh, moving on to number two, uh, the same spot I had them. Last week, again, most people have these guys as number one, but the 7-1 Eagles, to me, coming in at number two. Um, I think their big news is the Jay Jai train. Yeah. I mean, that's big time to get a running back that had, you know, a, a, a phenomenal back half of the year last year. Yeah. You know, he's had a, a slow start, but, you know, now that it's come out saying that it was locker room stuff, he was unhappy, they were yeah. unhappy. Um, this, could be, this could be gold for Philly. Oh yeah, I mean they they're, I mean, put, they're obviously pa- want to contend this year. Pairing pairing Ajay with another another running back like Legarrette Blunt, mm-hmm. you have two different styles of run games where you can throw different looks at different teams and they won't know what's going to hit them. Yeah, and Legarrette's the kind of guy that you don't have to give him a ton of carries because he's going to get in the red zone. Anyways. Exactly. So exactly. you know Jay Ajay can he can run the ball twenty twenty five times for those guys and that's gonna that's gonna be nice. I mean that. I'm I'm super excited to see how JJ plays with Philly. Hopefully that, hopefully he's excited to play for a new team and he's excited for a new opportunity and he's running hard. Because yeah. if he looks anything like he did last year, uh, Philly could could win this thing. Yeah. Um, and then number one, got the I got the big dogs uh, up in the Northeast. I got the Patriots uh, coming off a win against the Chargers that they should have. Should have been a. Much bigger blow. Yeah, no, nothing lackluster there. It's just kind of the same old story with these guys. Um, although you know they made a they made an interesting move to get rid of Garoppolo. Uh, yeah, I think that's classic New England. Um, and then they went ahead and signed Hoyer, which I completely. I mean, once I saw the the 49ers cut Hoyer, I knew he was going to go back up. Yeah, to New England, and he's already been there before. Yeah, he's been there with McDaniel's. He's been there with Brady. So it's going to be an easy transition. Now they have a decent backup. They didn't lose anything really. Yeah, and uh, San Francisco's got a shot to develop a guy that they think might be a franchise quarterback. Brady's going to play for another five years. So I think I think I think you get you get. I love that you're on that train because I'm not. I'm 100 percent on that train. I don't think there's. I mean, I, there's no doubt in my mind outside of a blown-out knee that he plays till he's 45. I think he's got another two, maybe three years left in him. Man, he's looking good. He's looking good. It's 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 looking all right right now. So we'll they, see. And, I mean, even two or three years, they can still draft a guy and develop him and have him ready to go by the time he's done. Yeah, so. 100%. Yeah, so to wrap that up, uh, one, I got New England. Two is Philadelphia. Then Seattle, Pittsburgh, Kansas City. Los Angeles, Minnesota, New Orleans, Atlanta, and yes, the Buffalo Bills. All right. So that brings us now to the picks of the week for week nine in the NFL. Uh, last week, Tyler said he went 12 and 1. 12 and 1, yep. I'm, I'm 57 for 31 this year, so 64%. I'm creeping up on you, bud. I went 11 and 2 last week. Damn, so that's so three, only three losses last two weeks for you, right? Yeah. So that that brings my my season total to fifty two and thirty six. Yeah. So I'm getting there. Yeah. No, I'm getting are, there. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I, I'm hoping the I'm hoping we end the season at like a seventy five, eighty percent. That's that's that'd pretty, be pretty cool. That's pretty rock solid. Yeah. 
So, uh, obviously, we got the Thursday night game, the Buffalo Bills, as Tyler just mentioned, their first time in his power rankings. Mm-hmm. Coming in at 5-2, and two, traveling to, uh, well, just a little bit further south to, to New Jersey, to, to the Meadowlands, to play mm-hmm. the New York Jets, yep. uh, who are coming in at 3-5. and five. I got the Bills winning this game. Even though Kelvin Benjamin's not playing, I just think they're the better team. Yeah. They've they've been rolling this season. Yep. And their defense is a top three scoring defense still. Yeah. So I mean they're not giving up a lot of points. This is my upset of the week. I got the Jets. There we go. I don't you know. There I don't go. like much about the Jets, but I think they win this game. Yeah, I mean it, it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds with two two teams that are pretty close to each other and then the Jets are a lot better than we thought. It's a divisional game. And Anybody so are the Bills. Yep. And the Bills are much better than we thought exactly. they were going to be. Um, now, so moving on to Sunday, we got a huge slate of games. First off, we'll start with the L.A. Rams coming off their bye week, coming in at 5-2, and two, traveling to the East Coast to play the other New York team, the New York Giants, coming in at 1-6. and six. I think the Rams just have their way. With the Giants, they've had two weeks to prepare for them. Yeah, I think they're gonna. I mean, I think it's gonna be another thirty-point game for the Rams. I think the Rams' defense might not give up a point again. Yeah, you, yeah, that would be that would be insane. That'd be awesome. I, uh, it could happen too. The, the Gi- Giants' offense has nothing. No, they don't. The only thing that Giants got going for them is Eli. And you know, the one good thing about I'll say about the Giants is with no clear centerpiece on offense, Eli is gonna be thrown to the open guy. Yeah, just which whoever's is what open. you want. But I don't think they got enough to to uh, compete. No, I think the Rams are just the the much better team in this this matchup. Uh, moving on, we got the Atlanta Falcons traveling to the Carolina Panthers. Falcons coming in at four and three. Panthers coming in at five and three. I think this is game of the week. You think this is game of the week? Yeah, divisional game. I like both of these teams. Good offense. Good defense. There's a couple injuries there. Uh, you know, Carolina's missing Keekley and now Calvin Benjamin. Yeah, but, I mean, Devin Funches is just going to step right in and become that number one receiver. Hopefully. And he, he's been having a solid year. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's why they felt – I think they felt more comfortable uh, getting rid of Benjamin because he's been struggling a little bit with them and Funches has progressed nicely. Yeah. But uh, I actually got the Falcons winning this game. Yeah, I think the Falcons win this game as well. Get, get their season back on track. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, get a hold of that division. Yeah. Uh, next, we got the Indianapolis Colts, who are 2-6, and six, traveling to Houston to take on the Texans, who are 3-4. and four. Obviously, we know about Deshaun Watson being out. The Colts actually just uh, announced yeah, that yep. Andrew Luck will not be playing again this season since he hasn't played at all this season. So it looks like your boy, uh, Stephen Willie Beeman's so going to be the starting quarterback for the he's rest the of the season. He's the big name in this game. He is he is the big name. Well, him I mean, and Ty. I mean, at this point, it's the, it's that classic battle of Jacoby Brissett versus Tom Savage. You know, yeah, they always put out a good one. Yeah, um, <laughs> I actually have the Colts win in this game. I think I think Brissett's going to come out with a lot of confidence because he knows he's going to be the starting quarterback. He doesn't have Andrew Luck looking over his shoulder anymore. Uh, because he's going to be out the rest of the year, I think Brissett's going to come out on fire. Yeah, that's not a bad. That's not a bad pick at all. I mean, you got Houston's coming off a tough loss in Seattle. They thought they had him on the ropes. They lost their starting quarterback, and they've they've probably been partying post World Series. So you know, <laughs> the the Colts could come in and be and beat these guys. You know, if they if their mind's not right. But I yeah. I, I think I think Houston's going to pull out the dub. They're, all right, we'll see. 
Uh, next, we got the Cincinnati Bengals, who are three and four, traveling to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars, coming in at four and three. Jaguars, I believe, are coming off the bye. Yep. Yeah. And then Leonard Fournette's going to be playing again, so he's back from injury. Um, the Bengals don't really have much going for them this year. Uh, I got the Jacksonville Jaguars winning this game. They're going to be five and three after this week. Saxonville. They're they're win, they're going to win this game, and I think they're going to win this division now. And uh, yeah, you know, especially especially. I, it with, does. They have to. They have to put together three or four games in a row if they want to like really compete in the playoffs. Because they've been a really hot and cold team. You know. Yeah, just it's domin- really been off or on. Dominating every other week, but that defense is so good. Um, arguably the best defense in the NFL right now. Uh, they were gonna. I think they're gonna win the South, and I mean, it, they're the clear-cut a, favorite right now for the South because, yeah, because yeah, after of Watson, Watson going down. Yeah, after Watson going down, I think they're the favorite, and uh, you know that's a weak division. So I think they're gonna take advantage. They're playing good. I don't believe in the Titans. No, I don't believe in the Titans either. Um, next, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, two and five, traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints, who are the opposite, five and two. Uh, I got the Saints blowing the Buccaneers out. The the Saints are just rolling. Drew Brees looks like he's got everything figured out. Kamara and Ingram are killing it on the run game, and their defense has been stepping up like the defense did when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, they're uh, I I I got New Orleans is, is cruising the victory. That I think that's a pretty easy one for them, especially as a divisional game at home. Uh, I don't think there's any way they're letting Tampa Bay stay in that one. Yeah. And it it really sucks for Tampa Bay because obviously the team on hard knocks is always that feel good team mm-hmm. for the year, yep. and they just haven't produced. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot that I like about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They they're always they they're another one of those teams that I think uh, I think people like them more than more than I did before the season started. But I'm also not a huge Jameis Winston fan. So, See, I was going to say the two things I like about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, and and, and, those, and those are that's a great combination. And it was awesome that D-Jack wanted to go down there. Uh, but I just don't think you can hang your hat on that. You know, their yeah, de- it just their sucks defense, that they couldn't get it to work. On paper, their defense doesn't look too bad, but it's just not it's not good enough. And And their run game hasn't been good enough. Um, they can't rely on just throwing the ball deep to Mike Evans. It's just not going to win. Look at the Giants. Yeah. Um, so the next game we got is the Denver Broncos, who are 3-4, and four, traveling to Philadelphia to take on the best team, in my opinion, in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles, coming in at 7-1. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the Eagles just traded for Jay Ajayi. Yep. Uh, I think he's going to have a huge game because I'm a huge believer in a change of scenery will always bode well for the player. Yep. Um, so I got I got the Eagles continuing their dominance, moving on to eight and one. This is this is good. this is an interesting game for Philadelphia. This good. it's not really a trap game because But it's a test against because, a really good defense. Yeah, because I don't think Denver's that bad, but Denver's got a new quarterback going. Uh, they got Osweiler. So you never know. It could be an inspiring team. And Denver's team is good all around. They have a great defense. They've got a lot of good pieces on offense. So, you know, if Phillies comes in a little too cocky or they try to, you know, do you know push Ajayi too much, they could end up losing this game. I don't – that's not, like, unheard of. But I still think that the Eagles are going to win. 
Yeah. This week was tough for me to pick a lot of. These it really games. was. There's a lot of a lot of these games I think can go the other way. Yeah, and they, a lot of these games this week I think are going to be very close and are, are going to come down to the wire. Because I mean, Denver and Philadelphia doesn't look great on paper, but that's a great football game. I mean, before the season started, I had Denver better team than Philadelphia. It's just you know we've seen how Philly's playing this year, so yeah, things exactly. have changed. Um, the next game we got is the Baltimore Ravens, obviously coming off that huge win against the Dolphins last week on Thursday Night Football, where they put up a shutout. Yeah, uh, traveling to Tennessee to take on the Titans, who are four and three. Ravens are four four and four at an even five hundred. Uh, I'm not a huge believer in the Titans, like we both just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the Ravens winning this game. That yeah. defense looked incredible. I, yeah. play, I played them in fantasy last week, and I was already down thirty to nothing yeah, going no. into Sunday. Yeah, that was that was crazy to see. Poor Matt Moore, I feel bad for him. But uh, yeah, and Joe Flacco got rocked too by uh, oh, yeah. Alonzo. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was uh, that that turned the turned it up a notch in that game. That was crazy. Yeah, that was, I, de- that was I definitely quite the think, hit. I definitely think the Ravens were playing for their quarterback. Yeah, game. yeah, for sure. No, that was a that was a fu game for sure. Oh, hundred percent. But I think Baltimore beats Tennessee. So do I. Uh, next, we got uh, two divisional rivals in our division playing against each other. Yeah, we got the Cardinals traveling to San Francisco to take on the Niners. Cardinals are three and four. Niners are zero and eight. I'm pretty sure Jimmy G is not playing in this game. No, no. It's going to be interesting to me to see when Jimmy plays. I I I think three games. I think two. You give ga- it three games. Yeah, I think uh, two games. The next two games, there's no way he's starting. And then I think game that third game, he'll either like they'll either be like, all right, he's starting, or they'll put him in once they start losing. Yeah. Um, they're gonna try and progress him as fast as they can, to s- just to see. Yeah, but he's he's, he's got to take some time to learn the playbook. Yeah, I yeah exactly. I hope that, I hope that they stick with him next year. Uh, oh, because it, it, I mean, I just hope they don't draft a quarterback. You know what I mean? I think I think that they need to address other positions, which they've taken a defensive lineman in the first round the last three years. Which you know that so that position group's obviously going to be where they hang their hat on. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know if Garoppolo, if it, you know, so if that defense is solid and Garoppolo is is their guy, they have something to actually something build, to build on. Yeah, there. exactly. Uh, but I, I got the Cardinals winning this game. I, the Niners are just a mess either way. Yeah, I, man, the the quarterback uh, matchups this weekend are <laughs> ridiculous. Drew Stanton and Breda, it's like, oh, boy. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Arizona wins this game for sure. Uh, now we got the the Redskins traveling up to Seattle. Redskins coming in at 3-4. and four. Seahawks coming off that huge win against the Texans, coming in at 5-2. and two. Uh, I got the Seahawks winning this game pretty handedly. They, yeah. They're at home in Seattle. In Seattle, nothing. Yep. I think Seattle's feeling good now. I think we we really needed that win because yeah, I think I think they really figured things out with that game. Five and two and four and three are a lot different. Huge difference. Big, big Huge difference. difference. And so now we feel good about all of our decisions because we're five and two, you know. And we bring in the we bring in the linemen. We brought in a couple other pieces this season. Um, so I think we're going to be ready to go. We're going to dominate these guys. Yeah. At uh, home. No, no disagreement I, here. Yeah, I think that I, I think D.C.'s season is about to go turn for the worse. Yeah, and Kirk Cousins is about to leave them and make yeah, so I, much I money. I just think they're frustrated. They know it's not, it's not a long-term relationship with Cousins and yeah. the rest of the guys. 
and they're not they're not playing us they're not playing like great football this year so you know if they lose bit when they lose big to seattle it, it can really turn things for the worse for the rest of this year do you think jay gruden gets fired after the game hot take no Okay. No, no, not not <laughs> just, after the game. The, the way the way you said it, it, it just seemed like Seattle was going to win like fifty-two to nothing. They could though. I mean, they could they could come out and have a dominant win for sure, but they're not going to they're not going to fire Gruden. <laughs> uh, next game we got the Kansas City Chiefs coming in at six and two, traveling to Dallas, coming in at four and three. Obviously, Ezekiel Elliott will probably officially be out. Yeah, that's the, the only reason weeks. why. That's that. That's the main reason why I don't have Dallas in my top ten anymore. Is without Zeke, I don't think they're a top ten team. No, I, I have Zeke, I have them though. losing this team. Yeah, or I think, this week. Yeah, I think they're going to lose to Kansas City at home for sure, which um, is going to suck for that uh, Jerry World crowd. But just because I mean, when you're putting the that offensive line is good, but putting the all the everything on Dak Prescott's shoulders against a defense like Kansas City. Yeah. That's so physical. It's going to get after the quarterback, you know, even if you and, have a great line. And Dez hasn't really had a, as great of a year as everyone thought he was going to have. Yeah. And, I mean, Dez is still – Dez is still a great talent in the NFL, but they got – Mark. we got Marcus Peters playing for the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, Alex Smith doesn't turn the ball over. I think they win pr- pretty handily just because I don't so think do Dallas is – offense is efficient enough to keep up with Kansas City right now. Yeah, no, 100% Not agree. enough time in the game. Yeah. Uh, next game, uh, the Sunday night game, we got the Raiders coming in to Miami to play the Dolphins. Raiders coming in at 3-5. and five. Dolphins coming in at 4-3. and three. This is such a – I'm so pissed this is a Sunday night game. <laughs> God, I don't want to This watch. game could have been so much better. Yeah. This game, I mean, yeah, even just with definitely. both those teams, yeah, because Oakland coming in had a lot of hype. Derek Carr's just not not been not what been, he was, not been what he was. Marshawn hasn't been able to get it like really going, um, so that offense hasn't clicked yet for for the for Oakland. And then Miami, you know, they keep winning games, but then they have a game against I, the Ravens where they don't even score a point. Yeah, I don't know. Their offense is so bad. Uh, I just don't know what that offense's identity is outside of Jay Cutler. It's Jay Cutler. And the defense, and, the, and that's Jay all they Cutler got. Jay and the Cutlerettes, and 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 the defense is playing good enough for them to win four games already. But um, even Oakland struggling, I got them winning this so game. So do I. I, I, think have, I have this Oakland could be a turnaround game, game for them. You know, start building. I think back. Marshawn's going to have a big game I, because I, I, he's he's coming off the suspension. It's Sunday yeah. night. The bright lights. Yeah, uh, something about that just yeah he. S- he smells can, like Marshawn Lynch having a big game. Yeah, that's the thing is with Oakland. I'm not. I would not be surprised if you know the first. There's going to be a game where it's like, all right, this is what Oakland's offense was supposed to look exactly. like, and that could come at any time. And although Miami's defense is extremely good, I, th- uh, I still got Oakland winning. Yep, we're in agreement right there, brother. Uh, then the Monday night game, last but not least, great rivalry matchup. Yep, we got the Detroit Lions coming into Green Bay to take on the Packers. Uh, Lions coming in at three and four, Packers at four and three. Green Bay is going to be, you know, obviously without Rodgers, they're not the same team. But no, they, <laughs> Green Bay could just be that team that ruins a bunch of shit for other teams this year. Yeah, they could just be a team that ruins. Because now everybody's counting it as a win. Yeah, I, but, I mean, I have the Lions winning this game, and I and I do too. But that is just it, it, if history tells you one thing, it's like, oh my God, don't bet against the Packers. Yeah, know, especially in a rivalry matchup like this. Yeah, exactly. Green Bay can still win games. I think Detroit's going to win this game, and I hope Detroit. 
I hope Detroit can get it going to where they can, you know, push for the playoffs. They're kind of they're they're on the edge right now of, of completely being out of playoff contention. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, in the NFL, it comes down to who has the better quarterback, mm-hmm. and it's Matt Stafford going up against Brett Hundley. Yep. Don't get me wrong. Brett Hundley could turn out to be a very nice quarterback, but he's just not there yet. Yeah, and he can run, and Brett Hundley can run their entire offense. It's not like yeah. it's not like it's, they they have to make the playbook uh, super small for right. a new guy. He can have the full playbook because he's been there for three years, but he's not at the level that Matt Stafford's at yet. No, not not even close. Although you know Detroit doesn't make the playoffs this year, and they just gave him the biggest contract in the NFL, and he's twenty nine years old. You know, it's it's it's. I don't know who you start looking at, um, but I still believe in Matt Stafford, and I still think they're a playoff caliber team. But at the same time, if I'm a Lions fan, they better make the playoffs. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. That wraps up the picks of the weeks. Uh, like we said at the beginning of the show, we were going to go over a little bit of what happened at the trade deadline, mm-hmm. kind of go over some of the highlights. Obviously. Uh, We'll start out with the Carolina Panthers trading their number one receiver to the Buffalo Bills. I think it's a great trade for the Bills. Uh, I think the addition of Kelvin Benjamin uh, really fills the hole of what the Bills lacked when they traded Sammy Watkins to the Rams Mm -hmm. of not having that number one receiver. Uh, I think this also shows that the Bills are serious about winning now. Yeah. That's what that's what this trade showed me. It, I think this trade was like Bills want to win now. Um, Carolina's uh, Carolina's confident in punches. Yeah, um, and I also I, I don't think the Bills thought they would be this close to the Patriots at this point in the season. No way. And now with the addition of Kelvin Benjamin, I think they can make a serious push for the wild card spot in the AFC. Since obviously I think the Patriots are going to win that division. Yeah, no, they they definitely. I mean, right now I think they're number one as far as the wild card seeding goes, so they could they could easily do it. Yeah, uh, speaking of the Patriots, obviously, like we alluded to earlier, mm-hmm. they finally got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, uh, they traded him to the zero and eight San Francisco Forty ers Could you imagine getting that phone call as Jimmy Garoppolo going huh. from the best run organization yeah. in the NFL? To the worst run organization in the NFL. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I mean, the good thing—the good thing about this trade—and I really like this trade for both sides—is that it's John Lynch's first year in San. So Jimmy's part of the plan. The plan. Yeah, exactly. he's part of the rebuild. He's not—he's not walking into something that's in the you know in the middle. It's like no, they're full blown. Yeah, rebuild mode. They're they're going. They're they're sticking with their young guys and they're moving forward. Right. Um, you know, obviously they let Navarro Bowman go and stuff. So they're they're moving forward in the right direction. And I'm excited to see what Jimmy's got. I think the Patriots didn't lose anything. Yeah. I mean, no, they lost nothing. Not only did they not lose a backup quarterback because they gained Brian Hoyer back, who I think is a great quarterback. They got they got a second round draft pick, which they could easily turn into a backup quarterback. Dude, if, if the New England second-round draft pick, it could be a Hall of Famer. Like, yeah. That's, just, how, that's yeah. just what they do. You know, <laughs> I don't know what position it, it, it's going to be, but they're going to get someone, and it's going to make everybody mad. It's going to be like, how do the Patriots do it again? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but I did hear the, the 49ers said that they didn't make this trade for the immediacy effect of it. It's They made this trade for – to try and change the organization and, yeah. and the route that the organization is going. Yeah, like I said, I hope I I, I th- or like I said, I think he'll probably be in like three games from now. 
but it'd be awesome if he only played like the last two games, you know, I'm, or something like I that. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play a game at all. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be awesome because it would give him, you know, it would give him all this time to learn and and be a 49er and and to figure out what that's going to be like exactly and then you know come into next year completely confident as the guy yeah i mean we always we always hear about like nba players reaching out to like legends for like advice yeah. and stuff yeah. like i hope that like jimmy garoppolo like reaches out to like a steve young or a steve montana yeah joe montana, or joe montana excuse steve, me steve wow montana that'd be that's that's one hell of a quarterback, Steve Montana. Yeah, and, well, and I guess the reason why I think he will he can play this year is because he's not like a rookie where you're like, I don't and he has no expectations. I don't want to ruin this guy's confidence. I don't want to throw him out there and get beat up. Like this yeah, dude's a, he has this dude's no expectations there. to win yeah. if he gets thrown out there yeah. this year. Yeah, exactly. He's been through. He's been through it already. He's played an NFL game, so. And he's um, also probably a great locker room guy. He's not going to lose any confidence yeah. by this year because it's all a growing pro- process. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It'd be nice if you brought in some New England leadership. And I'm, I'm, I mean, he's got the rings to prove it. I, I think, jo- I think that's what John Lynch is trying to. Uh, he's really trying to change that culture. Yeah, I think this is, you know, I think this is a great start. That, you know, D line and quarterback. That's a good way. To, that's a good way to start. Yeah, I mean, those are the, those are the two places you would want to start any rebuild. Yeah. There's a reason why pass rushers and quarterbacks go first in the draft. Yeah. Uh, we also saw, uh, like we said, Jay Ajay get uh, traded from Miami to the best team in the NFL right now, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. Uh, like we said, it was apparently some locker room issues yeah. and some angst between uh, Ajay and the Dolphins coaches. Uh, it was said that Jay Ajay was always wanting to go for that huge play and not really taking the hole that was blocked for him. And – Ajay really hasn't had the best year, but I think that the Eagles they'll figure out a way to use Ajay along with Legarrette Blunt and that. Uh, yeah, no one on core. no one on Miami's offense has had a good year. Yeah, so it's not it's not anything. You know, I can't point the finger at one thing when it comes to Miami's offense. Their defense has played great. They've won games. Their offense has struggled. I like I said before. I just hope JJ is like in the right mindset and he's happy. Yeah, I I think the change of scenery is really gonna help help you, his production. If you're not field. happy being on the best, you got the best record in the NFL. So yeah. that's just off the start, you got that. Halfway through the year, you're playing for number one. Yeah, you have a chance to go to the Super Bowl this year now. Yeah, you should be happy. You should run hard, and and especially because he's, I think he's got two years left on his deal. Yeah, uh, and then the last big trade of note, obviously, was the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, trading for Dwayne Brown from the Houston Texans. He held out all of training camp, and it went into the regular season, and the Texans are basically just fed up with him. Yeah, and I'm, I'm super excited for him. Yeah, he, he wanted to get paid more. Texans weren't willing to do it, so they traded him. Yeah, I'm super excited. I, I watched his press conference. It was awesome. Uh, the one thing he said that's most important because of Pete Carroll is that he likes to compete, and you better not be lying because that's what, that's what Seahawks practices are all about. It's, you know, I think every Wednesday it's just one-on-ones. It's this competition Wednesday, you know, like you got to win your spot, and and the, and it's the next man up in Seattle. So he's either got to play out, or he's not going to be playing at all. So yeah. I hope he brings that competitiveness. He's a ten-year pro on that on our young offensive line. I just I'm just really excited for uh, Dwayne Brown to be a Seahawk, and I hope it, it works out for us. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be an upgrade. It definitely puts a lot of pressure. Uh, on the rest of the division to kind of step up their game. Obviously, the Rams have been doing what they've been doing this season, but 
uh, with this move, unfortunately, I don't really see a way for the Rams to win the division unless they win in, C- in Seattle when they play in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, the Rams will make the playoffs, but yeah. now with that wild card spot, and yeah. m- probably not with winning the division. Yeah, yeah. which you never know with NFL playoffs. That could work out for the better. You know, yeah, it could. Because it could. injuries are constantly happening. What, you know, what if you get to play Green Bay? You know, it's like – you never know who's going to win these divisions at the end of the year and who's going to be there, so it could work out for the better. Um, and then we'll, we'll, the, the, other hot, the other hot move in the NFL that I, I'm really interested in seeing what happens is uh, Josh Gordon being reinstated into the NFL. Yeah. We'll see what he can do. He hasn't played since uh, 2014, I think. Yeah, it was 2014. Yeah, so uh, he's reinstated. We'll see. He's allowed to go to meetings right now. And, and Is he allowed so, to practice? Uh, I think he's allowed to be at the practice facilities. I'm not sure if he's at the official team practices yet. but I don't think we'll see him on the field this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I, I just don't know. It's like, I this is such a crazy scenario. I've never heard of anything like this. The guy's still like in his to prime. think that to think that Josh Gordon is still in the league, but Johnny Manziel isn't, uh, and, or, and Johnny Manziel faced no league discipline. Yeah, well, Johnny, I knew Johnny was going to mess up his NFL opportunities anyway. Unfortunately, but that guy, he, he wasn't. A, he's not a football player first. He's a he's a celebrity first, and then yeah. a football player. He's kind of got that Matt Liner, you know, different guys, but that's who they were. They, yeah, the, Matt Liner was so used to just being so the celebrity. So famous in college. Yeah. It's just like and, – and, and I'm pretty sure Manziel comes from money, so it's not oh, like – Manziel does come from money. It's not like he needs – He's the, not hurting for money. Yeah, the money's not the thing. It's the fame, and he was more famous for being a partier than a football player, which is yeah. sad, but yeah, rest in peace, Manziel's career. Yeah. Um, so with that, that wraps up the NFL talk for the week. Uh, we're going to transition now to Tyler and I's favorite sport, basketball. Yeah. I'm pumped that it's basketball season. Uh, the best part about uh, baseball season over just means we can focus a little bit more on, on basketball. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's still a pretty pretty fresh season. I mean, I, I normally wait till about 20 games in to try and figure out what's really going on. Yeah. Because every team can kind of, you know, change things still. It's less than 10 games played. But – most importantly, I'm excited basketball is going on, and I'm excited to just get fully wrapped up in yeah, this season. Yeah, just fully now. immersed in yeah. NBA season. Like it's, yeah. Now that the Dodgers are out of the World Series, yeah. the baseball season's over, yeah. Yeah. I can focus all my energy on the yeah. Lakers. Especially because, you know, even like, you know, going around, out and about, people want to talk about, you know, the biggest news stories. Yeah, exactly. The World Series has been going on, so that's what people are talking about. Now, now, it's, uh, now it's hoop time. It's uh, Lonzo Ball's time to shine. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lake show. I'm super excited. Yeah. Um, so like Tyler said, even though it's a small sample size, there have been a few teams that have surprised us so far. Oh yeah. Uh, Tyler, who are some, some, some of the teams that have surprised you so far? I mean, my two biggest surprises as far as good and bad, uh, the, the biggest surprise for me, um, is Orlando magic is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, they're playing really good. They're second in the NBA to scoring only to the warriors. So they're, they're averaging 115 points a game right That's now. That's a lot of points. Uh, they, they got a young team. They're playing in the East. Which is very easy to do. Yeah, so, you know, there's a, in the Eastern Conference, there's a, there's a big opportunity for these young teams to really take a step and get that experience and learn how to win games, which I think is big. Um, and then on the bad side of the surprise is obviously, I think, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think uh, that's kind of the shock of 
the three, entire league. Yeah, you know, three and five. Uh, they've lost four ga- four games in a row. For they have a worse winning percentage than the Lakers right now. I think they lost the last four games by a combined sixty-eight points. Um, they're 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 averaging one hundred and five points on offense, which is not good for yeah. them. And then their their opponents are averaging uh, one hundred twelve points a game. I think I think they're averaging a seven point loss. <laughs> That's that's insane. I mean, it, what what NBA team have you ever heard of averaging a loss? Yeah, no, it's just it, it's a, and a super team nonetheless. It's like I mean, I, yeah, I it's think, an old super team. I, yeah, I think the age, I, what I was gonna say is I think their age is catching up to them. Their LeBron, LeBron I mean, was dealing with an injury in training camp. He said it himself. He he didn't get the full training camp he would have liked. If we're gonna dissect the Cavaliers right now, I, I mean, it's all it's all effort and defense. Yeah. Um, Tristan Thompson's out a month. That's their only rim protector. I and mean, he's been and he hasn't been playing all that well either. Yeah, it, it, well, I mean, so Kardashian curse. Kardashian curse is in full effect. Full here. effect. Um, he's out a month. He's their only rim protector. Uh, they're not. They're not hustling on defense. I mean, that's what everybody's saying. Everybody sees it. You see all these. Just they're just giving up buckets. Yeah. Um, you know they're letting teams like the Pacers smack them. It's just these the guys Pacers have whooped them. These guys, I mean, Sabonis is calling for the ball on the block against D Wade. You know what I mean? And that's that's easy money for Sabonis. <laughs> that's a, that's oh unreal. Goodness. I mean, that's unreal. Dwayne Wade is are, is probably the best shot blocking guard of all time. And one and of them, one yeah, of the best. One of them, yeah. He's he's probably a top ten shooting guard of all time, and he's getting bu- you know. Yeah, he's getting bullied on the block. You know, there. Uh, you got, yeah, it's tough. You got a bunch of old old names out there. They're you got J.R. Smith and D. Wade and the whole starting and the bench and all that drama. Yeah, that's that's a mess. I, I'm I'm disappointed that Jr. wasn't more like just accepting of the role. But it's like, dude, you're going to the you're going to the finals this year. Just yeah, but, shut up and play basketball. And and I just think, you know, it's not that I don't think Jr. is not as good or better than D. Wade. It's just when. You have LeBron and D Wade. You play them at the same time. Yeah, to because me, just because they're, they I don't care how so old, much I don't care how old you are. Yeah, they play so much they need to play together. together. Yeah, but it's LeBron James cannot do this by himself. Uh, Kevin Love's playing okay, but the rest of those guys are just not. And Jay Crowder hasn't really been the defensive stopper that they thought he was going to be. Yeah, I mean, I think you know this is the kind of shit. Cleveland needs is a four-game losing streak because they need to be a they wake, need to wake up, up call. Yeah, they need to wake up. Yeah, I mean, you're playing with LeBron. Maybe his last year in Cleveland. This is your shot to get a ring. Yeah. They really need to do everything they can to address the 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 defense and the effort. Yeah. I mean. Because they're, I mean, they're not going to get any more athletic overnight. So they it has to be a change in attitude and mindset and toughness and – you know, defense and rebounding is all effort and toughness and, you know, awareness yeah. and energy. So, yeah, they got to turn it around. So those are the two teams that have surprised Tyler, both either good or bad. Uh, I have three teams that have surprised me in a good way. Uh, I got two Eastern Conference teams and one Western Conference team. Uh, like Tyler previously mentioned, the Indiana Pacers, who obviously traded Paul George away to the th- – to the Oklahoma City Thunder for DeMontis Sabonis and Victor Oladipo. But the Pacers put together they've really managed to put together a pretty competitive team along with Sabonis and Oladipo. They have uh Miles Turner who can be a solid solid forward in the league uh who I think can one day become an all-star. 
Yeah, Miles Turner. Miles Turner is like he should be a top ten center. I mean, his his talent yeah. is there. He's just got to consistently do it. Yeah. Uh, they also drafted two UCLA Bruins, TJ Leaf and Ike Onabogu, uh, who have been putting up some decent numbers for them yeah, as rookies. Leaf Leaf and Sabonis are solid players. Yeah. The, the, both those guys are going to be good good matches with Miles Turner. Yeah, and then you also uh, combine that with a group of veterans like Al Jefferson, Thaddeus Young, Darren Collison, and Lance Stevenson. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty well-balanced group of veterans and young guys. Yeah, they, they don't have that guy that's, like, clogging up their offense. They're, yeah. they're taking what's, what's given to them, and well, that's what you want. Uh, I mean – both both the newcomers Sabonis and Oladipo have made instant impacts to the team. Oladipo's the leading scorer on the team. He's averaging twenty three point eight points per game, four rebounds, three assists, and almost two steals a game. Yeah, and Oladipo, you know, I really like Oladipo. So I I've always liked him. Yeah, he's a great player. Is hyper athletic guard that can play both positions. He has just been. Uh, unfortunate in both of his scenarios situations on both of his teams, they went other ways with that position. Yeah, I mean they had to trade someone to get Paul George, and Orlando had so much uh, progress with younger players like Alfred Payton and Evan Fournier that that he but, was the odd man out there as well. Yeah, so it's just been unfortunate that he hasn't been able to land somewhere. And maybe when it's funny when Oladipo was in OKC and with Russ, obviously you call. Steph and Clay, the Splash Bros, but I called Russ and Oladipo the Bunny Bros because yeah. they can just jump out uh, the gym. Yeah, Oladipo was, uh, I mean, he's always been that freak athlete since yeah. day one. And then Sabonis, he's averaging a double-double already. He's averaging 13 points a game, 11 rebounds, and three assists. Yeah, I've seen Sabonis play for play a lot of basketball in my life. He was a Gonzaga guy, so yeah. I watched, you know. Up I, in the I've, Pacific Northwest. Yep, I, I follow those guys, so I, I kind of – um, I feel like I'm always on the, the the I'm right before everybody else on Sabonis stuff because I've seen him play so much. I know his game. I know he's a good basketball player. Yeah, he's, he's a super comes from a basketball family. Yeah, su- yeah, definitely. And a su- you know, super smooth player can hit a jumper. He's he's got a big body. He's legit. He knows the game. He's been playing uh, pro basketball forever. Yeah, um, he's a really good basketball player, and he can be a starter uh, rotation guy in this league for oh, another for, sure. for fifteen years if he wants. Yeah. So the Pacers, they're five and three. Uh, they're tied for second in the East with actually the other Eastern Conference team that surprised me, the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Uh, the Pistons, they're led by Tobias Harris, uh, Andre Drummond, and Reggie Jackson. They also traded for Avery Bradley, but that really hasn't worked out as well as they thought it was going to. But they're still winning games. Yeah. Tobias Harris leads the team in scoring, averaging 20.5 points a game. Andre Drummond averaging a double-double, 12 points, 14 rebounds. Drummond's a beast. And Reggie Jackson's averaging 16.4 points a game and six assists a game. Yeah, and Reggie Jackson's a great piece because he's he he wants to be a starter. Yeah, he he wants to prove to yeah. everybody that he belongs in the league. He's because, got a, he's got a constant chip on his shoulder. Yeah, which is awesome. Uh, now a lot of people didn't think that this team would be any good, but they've had they've already had a three game winning streak against the Timberwolves, Clippers, and Warriors in a three games and five night span. Those are three of the top teams mm-hmm. in the West. Yeah, in the and. Um, when they had that three-game winning streak, they had a night off in L.A., and then the next game they played the Lakers, and they lost. Um, everybody knows in the NBA having an off night in L.A. is something to try and avoid because there's two things NBA players love, and that's clubs and Instagram models. Oh, yeah. 
Um, Yeah, there's plenty of that here in Los Angeles. Uh, But do I think the Pistons can sustain this level of success? No, I don't. It. But I think they have a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't uh, think they're making the playoffs, but they're looking all right. In the East, you, you never, never know. know. No, no, in the don't. East, you never know. If no. they if they can keep up this start, this level of play, I think they have a very good chance to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If they start to teeter off and become who everyone thought they were, were going to become this year, no, they have no chance of making the playoffs. With that roster, they got to hang their hat on defense, just because yeah. you know they got they have they have Drummond, they got people like Avery Bradley and Tobias who can guard multiple positions. Yeah, um, you know if they want to make the playoffs, they got to be uh, a top ten defense in the NBA, which they can, they can very well easily, be with the easily. players they have. They need they need to model their game after Utah. Yeah, just have that one rim rim protector in the in the middle, and then just have just those play, solid wing defenders. Yeah, just play tough defense and milk the clock. Yeah, and then uh, the one Western Conference team that surprised me and. As much as it kills me to say this, it's the yeah. L.A. Clippers. Yeah, hell yeah. The, they started out 4-0. and They were the last undefeated team in the NBA until they lost to the Pistons and the Warriors two games in a row. Uh, the team's 5-2. and They sit atop the Western Conference standings. Uh, I don't think anyone thought they would be in this position after CP3 left. Uh, but Blake, Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan have really stepped up. Blake's averaging almost 23 points a game, eight rebounds, and almost five assists a game. Blake looks really good. He... He looks like he could be a dark horse for MVP this year. Yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, I'm hesitant to say it just because it's still so such a. But the uh, way he's been season, playing, but this is probably the best I've ever seen him play. Yeah, the way he's handling the ball, you know, he's taking people one on one. He's being he's being the guy. He, I mean, and he's, he's being doing, and he's being the guy he was supposed to be. Yeah, and it just shows you what happens, you know, when you take a. A, a guy that like Chris Paul that needs the ball in his hand so much. When you take that away, guys just opens the floor. You. It just opens yeah. the floor. Yeah, and they're and then I mean they picked up a point guard that's just ultra competitive and just a hard nosed defensive player. So yeah, they're looking okay. And then uh, DeAndre Jordan, he's averaging almost a double double, nine point seven points a game and just over fifteen rebounds a game. Yeah, DeAndre's a beast. Um, like you said, they've also added pieces like Patrick Beverly, a hard nosed defensive oriented guard. Uh, you got Danilo Gallinari and Lou Williams, who are both – they're both performing at a level they were expected to contribute at. See, and I think the uh, the the Gallinari pickup was such a great uh, – that's just like a match made in heaven to me. I think uh, Gallo, and, uh, Gallo and the Clippers need each other. I mean, Gallo, he's not going to get many more chances, especially to be a starter and a scorer. For sure. And the Clippers needed somebody, you know, to start at the three and be a scorer. Yeah. And, and spread the court, and so you know they they both have what each other wants. Um, so I, I expect I expect Gallinari to have a good year this year. And yeah, especially if he can stay healthy. That's going to be a big part of the Clippers' success. Yeah, I mean, do I think the Clippers will be at the top of the Western Conference at season's end? No, but do I think I was met, I might be wrong when I said the Clippers weren't going to make the playoffs this year? Yeah, I think I might be wrong. The Clippers have a very good chance to make the playoffs this yeah, year. Yeah, I think they're I think they're making the playoffs. We'll see. Um, now, the Lakers, they're playing a back-to-back in Portland tonight uh, and then tomorrow, Friday, against the Brooklyn Nets. This will be D'Angelo Russell and Timofey Mozgov's first trip back to L.A. after being dealt for Brooke Lopez and to assumedly make room for the Lakers to draft Lonzo Ball. Uh, the Lakers are 3-4. and four, The Nets are 3-5. and five. Uh, I've said this ever since the Nick Young incident that D'Angelo had to go and the Lakers finally made this move this summer 
did I think that when D'Angelo – or do I think that D'Angelo is going to be a good player? Yeah. Did I think that D'Angelo was going to be the Lakers organization's saving grace? Hell no. No. I, th- I think that saving grace title belongs to Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, and whoever they sign over the summer, whether mm-hmm. it be Paul George, LeBron James, you can name whoever the hell you want. Boogie. Um, but overall, I think Lonzo will have a better career than D'Angelo because I think D'Angelo is the type of person, like you were saying, Manziel is. Uh, D'Angelo is the type of person, from what I've seen and heard, it, he's just happy to be in the NBA and live the NBA player's lifestyle. Yeah, I, um, I'm just not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan of Russell. He's got a good. He has a really good offensive game. First of all, I think he should be a shooting guard. Even though I mean, the NBA is point guard heavy, and you know yeah. that's what you. But want. it's really positionless now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you want and you want a good player handling the rock. You want your best player handling the rock. That's the product of the AAU game. Uh, but I just don't I, – I just wouldn't want him as my main ball handler, my main scorer. Yeah. I, I think, think he's immature. You never know what he's going to do. Yeah, I think Lonzo – he's the complete opposite. I think that Lonzo is the type of player that once he got to the NBA, he realized that his journey had just begun. And, like, the initial journey to get to the NBA, that's done. Now he's in the NBA. Now he's got a whole new now journey. Now it starts. Yeah, now, it re- now the work really starts. Yeah. That, that's, in my opinion, what I think is going on in Lonzo's head. Yeah. And D'Angelo is just happy to be in the NBA. Yeah, no, I mean, Lonzo's dad was telling him he's got he's to train to be better than Jordan because someone's got to do it. Yeah. So, you know, he's ob- completely different mindsets. Um, and that's even besides the point. I just um, not a big fan of Russell. I, I think he's going to be one of those guys that throws up good stats for, you know, a good chunk of time and then – Suddenly he's an eight nine year vet, and it's just kind of what you know. Take it or leave it. Yeah, exactly. I I don't think D'Angelo is just going to mail in his NBA career now that he's here. No, he's going to uh, be around. He's, he's been doing well in Brooklyn. He's averaging twenty one point seven points a game. The kid can score the rock. Yeah. I mean, he has pretty touch with the basketball. Yeah, I just think he's going to be a product of his environment. I think he's just at the end of the day, D'Angelo Russell will be known as a good player on a very bad team. Yeah, that's that's definitely where I see his career going. I don't see him being on any contender type of teams. No. I Until just he's old and he realizes he's got to change. Yeah. And it's going to be kind of like, all right, well, you're it's a little too late you're now. You're 28 now, so let's see. Yeah. Can't it's really hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. It's like you've been living this lifestyle for how yeah, long? Yeah, he's still young. He can completely turn around. I just, he could. I'm just not. I hope he. I, yeah. I hope. I hope the best for D'Angelo Russell. I just don't think he was or he. Well, obviously he wasn't going to be since he got traded, but I don't think he was supposed to be the centerpiece of the Lakers rebuild. And they realized it. The Nick Young incident didn't help. Oh, yeah, I mean, and uh, then they just shipped him out. I was calling for his head after the Nick. So Young was I. I think like, everybody yeah, was. Got to get rid of him. Yeah, th- no, you can't have a guy like that you, in the locker room. Never, you just never get the respect in the locker room back that you once had. No, he's gonna never. get booed like crazy when he it tomorrow night. Oh, it, it might be like <laughs> LeBron oh, going back to Cleveland. Yeah, uh, no, it's gonna be bad. They're gonna give it to him. He's gonna be treated like a punk. Yeah, I hope they. I hope the crowd just starts t- uh, chanting Snapchat. Yeah, Snapchat. Snapchat. Snitch Russell. That works. Uh, but that about wraps it up for this week of the Sports Kingdom and the TSK show. I'm excited for our basketball talks in the future. Yeah, though. yeah, I'm excited. It's we're just getting started here, folks. We got a lot of things in the works, a lot uh, of things coming up. It's it's going to be great. We, weekly shout out to the city of Houston. 
I know it's tough. God. I know. No, I know, Tyler. But, hey. We're not shouting out the city of Houston. The city of Houston. I didn't say the Astros. Okay, fine. We can shout out the city of Houston, okay. but not the Astros. They've had some tough times, all right? They, they deserve this one. Um, if it's not going to the Dodgers, I'm glad that it's going to a city in, you know. You know what? At the end of the day, the two best teams in baseball – played in the World Series yeah. this year. We got a hell of a World Series. Got a hell of a World Series. And at and the end of the day, someone to, had to win. Yeah, and it went someone to, it had went to, to win. A, str- a city that could use it. It didn't go to the Yankees or some shit like that. You Very know? true. It did not go to the Yankees, and that's always It didn't go win. to the Mariners. It didn't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that wraps it up. Uh, be sure to uh, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at the TSK Show. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter – be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash TSK show. We'll see you next week, everybody. All right, later.